sorry. Hi. Hi. Hey. Welcome. This is so bad. This is so bad. Welcome to this week's episode of Bad Breaches. I'm Joy. I'm Justin. And today we have a guest. Guest, who are you? Who are you? I'm Frederick. Hi. And, uh, do I, <laughs> yeah, go ahead, Frederick. <laughs> Just remember, we're not saying anything that's super identifying. Yeah. Okay. So. Uh, well, I went to the same undergrad as Justin, actually. Mm-hmm. We did. Unfortunately, never knew each other. Yeah, but now we're best friends. Yeah, we are. Well. Oh, well. well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jason. We sit next we to each other each in other. a class, okay? <laughs> let's, not, let's not go off the rails here. We, we give each other glasses. You're the one that said you're <laughs> yeah. Okay, I know, but I... Okay, um, that's embarrassing. Cool. Um, so today... <laughs> We're going to talk about, um, we kind of touched on this before, um, but we're going to do a deep dive on the public interest, mm. big law dichotomy. This is big for me. You know, I'm Frederick, Frederick brought that to us and he has a... I would just like to point out that there are other private firms other than like big law firms. Okay, so do you want to... This episode will primarily be focusing on like big law public interest mm-hmm. you definitely understand that there are other things out there yes, it um is. please do not tweet us and be like you guys didn't talk about boutique firms that's just <laughs> not what this conversation is about yes these are the two don't all life matters my pockets <laughs> oh my god <laughs> and you can take that to the bank no um <laughs> these are just the two that are talked about most often mm-hmm. especially among one else yeah um and they're like two of the ones that are like pushed pretty strongly in law school so we're going to talk about them also it's our podcast so we can do whatever the fuck we want right. yeah um and so, Frederick, this is something you... Yeah, this is actually something I'm very interested in. Mm-hmm. Uh, because when I was considering going to law school, I initially came into it thinking, I don't want to do uh, the private life. I want to work for a public interest firm and, like, you know, be a bleeding heart. And, like, mm-hmm. you know, work 40 hours a week, 9 to 5, and then get $40,000 a year and then I got to law school and I was like okay maybe not <laughs> but I still definitely want to do public interest so like this is a very this is a very big topic yeah it's fun okay what what are your takes on it um very much the same I you know did a lot of social justice stuff in undergrad mm-hmm. and I like um, was really politically active um so it's just weighing those things um against like I work really hard every day and I'm struggling and I'm like in debt and how do I want the rest of my life to look? Right? Yeah. So it's just like, a it's lot. It's hard right mm-hmm. now. I don't know if I want to do only like $40,000 a year to have yeah. to work. Yeah. Um, I say that I'm coming from like a very similar thing. Well, actually, no, I'm not. I don't know why I said that. That's a lie. <laughs> um, <laughs> I definitely, I've wanted to be a lawyer since I was like 12. And then there was, like, amount of time where I was, like, super skeptical about that, like, for maybe, like, a year or two. Mm-hmm. Um, but even when I was 12, I kind of knew that, like, my version of being a lawyer was, like, not helping people. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to say not helping people because, like, you're always helping people. Um, but, like, it was never, like, a bleeding heart, like, I want to do good in the world type mm-hmm. of thing. And it was always more of, like, a, I was really interested in, like, business law yeah. and, like, mm-hmm. corporate law and that kind of thing. Um so this conversation is always really, like, interesting to me. I think that there was a point in time in college where I considered maybe doing public interest, um, but I just think that that's something that I could do, like, maybe mm-hmm. later in life, but yeah. definitely, like, yeah. not right out of law school. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's kind of moved that direction for me, too. Like, still having the 
the drive and the passion to like want to be like mm. holding people's hands and like helping them in their like darkest moment. Right. But also like I'm developing the skills necessary to do other things. So like yeah. <laughs> might as well use them. Yeah. No, no, no just it's just about ba- trying to balance like the the heart of like wanting to like be helping people and like be working for like legal aid or mm-hmm. some like, you know, nonprofit. Right. And also like putting my skills to a use that will help me be like financially stable. Right. Help me like raise a family. You know, all these other things. So see, like, it's almost been the exact opposite for me. Really? Because I, I came into this thinking, well, you know, it's going to be a lot of work, but, like, I can make a lot of money at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I came in, and I was thinking, oh, you know, this is, you know, I've been wanting to do public interest, and I'm starting to read what we're doing, like, think about how it applies to the real world. And also, like, seeing what happens right now. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. If, I, like, if anything, now more than ever, I want to, you know, work for the work for the government or like work for a big public interest firm and like be that be that person who like makes a change like yeah. helps a lot of people so like yeah I think I want to do something that's like fairly middle of the road so I'm I, when I say that I want to do big law I'm not saying that I want to like represent like corporations in like a mass tour yeah. claim you know like <laughs> okay. I don't want to actively do that yeah um, <laughs> but I also don't think that like just running like a cost benefit analysis i don't think that like doing public interest is something that's going to be worth it enough for me Mm -hmm. to like Mm -hmm. put off all of these other things also this is like a lot of emotional damage right now (laughs) and i need to be compensated accordingly yeah it's traumatic well also i mean it's the same like it's the same thing as the like is science inherently evil or Mm -hmm. is it how you use it Mm -hmm. so like is Obviously, you're not going to be, like, <laughs> doing products liability, right. like, <laughs> cases where you're, like, representing some company that... Like, Monsanto. Yeah, yeah. like, something crazy that they... Check back with me in 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> that. Well, that is you know, not the plan. You could end up being a Supreme Court justice if you represent Monsanto. Um, mm-hmm. But... <laughs> um, just... It's just hard. It is. It's hard. It is. But then at the same time, so you're like, this is a lot of work right now. Mm -hmm. But I think that that's also something that, like, you kind of have to deal with. Because I've heard Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways that, like, big law is just like law school. So I'm like, wow, this really sucks right now. Um, But maybe it'll suck a little bit less when I'm getting paid for it. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? When you're paying for it? Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. (laughs) Like, when you're having that moment, you're like, oh, I don't want to do... Oh. That check, though. That check, though, yeah. <laughs> so, I, yeah, I definitely think that's that's part of it. And, I mean, just weighing... I've said that, like, 42 times, I know. But you also get, like, different experience doing different things. Right. So mm-hmm. there's, like, if you want to, like, be in a courtroom, those experiences come, I think, quicker in public interest fields, or they tend to, like, if you're working oh, for... Oh, absolutely. For, like, you go to, like, aid. a public defender's yeah. office... You're in the courtroom, like, hundreds of times a year. Because they need bodies. Yeah. Whereas if you're in, like, a big law firm, I don't think you enter a court, or you actually argue something in the courtroom until, like, you're four or five years in. At the same time, I do think that a lot of public interest work, because of that, is more of, like, trial by fire. Mm-hmm. And then I think that you would get, like, a lot better at certain skills in big law because you're not really doing anything else. So like you're going to be really good at like the paperwork, like transactional mm-hmm. side of law, and maybe that is also a good thing. 
Yeah, yeah. I'm not oh, not yeah. saying it's not a, a good thing. I'm just just, to just some people some people absolutely know that they want to be in a courtroom. Right. Mm-hmm. And I can't imagine. I mean, that's probably interesting, but like I'm not super like gung ho about that. But I can't imagine wanting to be in a courtroom and then being stuck in an office for oh however God, long being before stuck they in a windowless me. office on like the 42nd floor of God knows where from like 7 a.m. till 10 p.m. Monday through Sunday. Frederick obviously has a lot of opinions. I have a lot of opinions. Um, so many. But just, you know, I can't imagine that being like my bread and butter wanting to do that and then being stuck in an office all the time. That's fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think another thing that is a very real thing that's kind of scary are loans. Oh, God. Right? <sighs> so, like, uh. at the same time, you're like, oh, it's a lot of hours and that's super stressful. Mm-hmm. But, like, what's more stressful to you? The fact that, like, you're not making as much money as you could be making and you have to pay off these loans. That, that's more and stressful. who knows, like, when this, um, like, public interest loan repayment thing is, how long that's going to be around. Or are you willing to sacrifice that to, like, be able to pay off your loans, but also, like, possibly live a very miserable life? Um, economically miserable. No, no, no. Like, so it's, you're either economically miserable or, like, you're actually miserable like you in the fact kids. that, like, I'm probably... Fingers crossed I'm not having kids for a while, <laughs> so, like, this is not a problem. But, like... Yeah, I mean, I've been poor, like, forever. Right. Um, so I'm tired of it. Exactly. Retweet. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Retweet. So... I'm absolutely I think this is I think this is a thing for me. I have like been warring back and forth about whether or not it's selfish for me to not pursue a public interest field that I'm passionate about because of the economics. Hmm. And I've determined that no, it is not selfish for me to want to be stable in my own life after I've spent however many years studying both in undergrad and in law school. So to anyone that needed to hear that, it's not selfish for you to want to be like standing on your feet and not like poor and destitute trying to pay off loans in a job that's not making you enough money. See, I think also, that's a really so good point. Also, what if it is? Also like, that. It is your life. It is okay to be selfish. <laughs> it is okay to say, I don't need to spend every moment of my life trying to help other people. And I think that like, especially people that want to do public interest have this huge problem with like this Superman complex where you're like, I have to save everyone and be everything for everyone. And that is such an unhealthy way to live your life. So if you do that, you're also going to feel that kind of pull that you feel mm-hmm. in big law because you're always going to be like, I could be doing more. Like, I can't. You can't help mm-hmm. everybody. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Also, how are you going to help other people if you're not a whole human yourself? Right. Well, how, yeah, like, how am I going to be, like, if, how would I even properly be doing my job if I'm spending half of my time worrying about money? Exactly. Or, like, you could, you're just, like, not going to be completely present. Mm-hmm. And I... I don't know. That's like a trade-off that you have to be willing to make. See, I think it's, I think it's, you know, uh, Justin, you have a very good point about, uh, I generally you know. do. <laughs> <laughs> I think you have a good point about, like, you, know, you want to be stable, and I think that's yeah. a super, you know, big issue that, you know, going into public interest has. But I also think that, like, uh, the, you know, the public interest loan forgiveness, um, or the, excuse me, the Public Service Loan Forgiveness yes. Program. What is it, 10 years? Yeah, 10 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there are also a lot of law schools over the nation. Uh, I think it's some of the top 14 schools. If you get under, like, if you make under, like, 60000 a year, they pay off your entire, like, they pay, they make your entire loan payment. 
Um, and our school is not one of them. Our, our school is not. Okay, that doesn't help us specifically. But like, you know, people all over the nation. I mean, they're you know, not top fourteen schools, but like you know, just below that, or even you know, you know, way low, way below that, or which have a very big focus towards public interest jobs. And so I think it's not like completely unfeasible to go to law school with a lot of debt or go through law school with a lot of debt and be able to take public interests and be able to like pursue those passions and like still like make it yeah i mean i could do that but i've mm-hmm. done the math i've like <laughs> i've done the hand formula like the cost, <laughs> the cost benefit analysis and i i mean i would just spend the rest of my life in debt oh see so you and me like we're screwed yeah like, we're screwed I mean, if we do just... public interest but like there are a lot of other people who can do it yeah yeah oh i'm definitely not saying don't do it i'm just saying if you are battling mm-hmm. between wanting to do it and mm-hmm. not wanting to feel selfish, mm-hmm. you're not selfish for not pursuing public interest because you want to live a comfortable life. I think that you and should then, be selfish in all areas of your life that will make you happy. <laughs> like, not at the expense of, like, directly screwing someone else yes. over. But, like, if you know that you are going to be a more healthy happy, healthy, well-rounded individual by doing one thing instead of doing the other thing. Well, that's, that's the thing. I think that some people think they would be happy like if that was where they were putting their energy, mm-hmm. but they're trying to weigh that against mm-hmm. being poor in the other half of their life. Mm-hmm. So it's not just like, oh, I will be happy if I do big law and I'm selfish if I don't do public interest. It's, yeah. I think I would be happy doing public interest, but I don't want to be poor. Yeah. And I think there are a lot of people who like feel that like, you know, you know, the, the inner desire to help others mm-hmm. or to make a difference. And I think that you can make a much bigger difference by being in big law. Or excuse, not by being in big law, by being, you know, <laughs> working. Quiet part out loud. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's been a long week. But, but uh, you can make a much bigger difference, I think, uh, by being in a public interest firm or by working for the government. And, you know, being in those positions, yeah, won't pay as much, but it can fulfill a lot of those desires that, you know, I think a lot of people have, especially yeah. for people who go to law school. Like, we don't come here because we, you know, just want to hang out. Like, we come oh. here because we we want to, like, build these very valuable skills and Can make a imagine difference. if this was a hangout? <laughs> like, I think all the people that came here to hang out have would, officially dropped out. <laughs> <laughs> well, they would, you just have to be, like, into BDSM or something like that because... <laughs> Where is the it just it just reminds me of uh, uh, Elwood. It's what like it's hard. <laughs> no, okay, I hate that so much, and I like I know that that was like a little quip yeah, or like so, a joke, but yeah. I think that like law school and the media really paints this as something that's like oh it's like it's chill, and I think a lot of people no, not. go to law school when they're like oh I want to do something like that is like a lofty ambition but mm-hmm. like maybe i'm not good at science so i can't like, yeah it's like prestigious school. but like, it's not like a doctor right like or i haven't like figured out something to do and it's junior year and like the clock mm-hmm. is ticking so like i guess i'll go to law school yeah um do not do that <laughs> don't this is not worth it if you don't care about the law this is yeah this should not be a fallback plan this should be your goal from like yeah. day one this should be your oh that's what i'm gonna do now Literally. granted i found out that i wanted to go to law school at the end of my sophomore year of college so it's not like you need to figure it out from like when you were age 12 same there but like you know don't don't come up to like senior year and decide i guess ah. i'm gonna go to law school yeah this isn't like getting a master's yeah. where yeah. you're like i'll just take it you know? <laughs> no no shade to anybody that's getting a master's i mean a little bit of shade if you think it's comparable a little bit of shade. Okay, well, I'm just trying to make sure that none of our <laughs> listeners feel isolated. So just remember that it's always Justin isolating At you. Me. 
Um, they don't have your app. No, so no, no, no. I, just app, just app we have app breaches, and then just play other Justin, Justin. Patrick. You guys suck. <laughs> yeah, I included myself. Right? Yeah, please do. So, <laughs> I think I think another thing to consider is you like. I think your time is drained when you do big law, mm-hmm. but I think you're going to be emotionally drained if you do public interest. Absolutely. And I would challenge anyone that feels like they want to do public interest to like actually spend like an comp- like an adequate amount of time like doing things with people that like you would like to work with as you were a lawyer because like as someone who spent my last year doing that, I know for sure that like this that is not what I want to do. Yeah. Like it is draining, it's always on your mind and you like if that is okay for you as a person, like if you can separate it, those things, yeah, like so if yeah, that's that's where I want to push back on you, uh, because I think that a lot of people you want to push back on how I feel. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> go right ahead. I I think that a lot of people think that you know when you go into public interest that you know helping others becomes your entire life and that you can't take you can't step away from it or that it'll emotionally drain you, but you know. I worked in a public interest law firm for two years, uh, mm-hmm. for two summers in undergrad, and I worked for the government my last se- or my last semester, and you know I was working with those people that I would be working with as a lawyer, and it's amazing because you see these. I I thought it was amazing because you see you know, I thought what was the epitome of what you want people to be like who just need your help. Um, I remember I was talking to the public interest lawyer I was working under. Um, in my second year at the public interest firm and she remarked to me that you know these people that we were working with the, our clients were just the epitome of what you want the American dream to be like you know they're hard working they're doing their best to achieve their dreams and they're not you know they're doing honest hard work and they just need your help because they ran into some problem in the system uh, and so that's why I think that, you know, doing public interest work can be really not emotionally draining, but emotionally uplifting, I think. I think it can. Yeah. Well, there's just a lot of types. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that it really depends on what you want to do. For so, mm-hmm. for someone who, like me, wanted to do child advocacy, I'm going oh, to see, push different. back on you. So, <laughs> thanks. Um, I, think it's, I think it's a type of public interest working on you. Yeah. So, I, like I said, I think that it depends on you mm-hmm. and what specifically you want to do. And you have to kind of weigh what you want to do for yourself. So if you mm-hmm. want to do something that's like public interest, but it's not super like emotionally draining, then that's very different mm-hmm. than like wanting to constantly be um, like drained. Yeah. So you should do like a recommendation there mm-hmm. is to pursue a clinic that your law school has yeah. um, around an issue you think you're interested in. Because then if you realize, oh shit... I don't think I have enough of me to give to that. Yeah. Right. You can just do it for a semester and then. Right. And then you're like, okay, thanks. Never have to do that again. I would also say just remember that a clinic isn't necessarily what it's going to be like as a practicing Mm -hmm. attorney, um, mainly because it's like a semester and you're not doing it for the amount of time a week that you would be working. Mm -hmm. So just be cognizant of that extrapolate yeah yeah I, I think the, i think the big thing is that just know what you're getting into don't have some you know idea that this is all going to be great because i'm helping people well, there are obvious drawbacks to that i mean yeah especially when you're working with child advocacy or you know family law or stuff like that or even with you know criminal work that can be really draining if you 
can't if if you get you know emotionally drained by hearing what happens in the worst case scenarios. So I think it's a lot about just know what you're getting into. Yeah, don't listen to season three of Serial and think, oh, yeah, I know what that's like. (laughs) (laughs) It would also kind of advise you to maybe just, like, really examine why you want to do it. Like, if this is, like, a people need my help thing, then, like, maybe really examine why these people need your help. Are we having, like, a little bit of a savior complex? Like, what does that mean? Like, let's just... Let's unpack that a little bit. Like, let's really just come from a place of, like being pure and not like a place where it's like a little bit like patronizing and like mm-hmm. these people need me because at the end of the day there's probably someone else who is willing to do your job so all right just remember that <laughs> um okay so i actually i actually want to say something good oh, that pu- i think the public interest has over big law okay uh i think the office culture is very good in public interest frames versus big law uh, you know, in, in, in let's let's look at, let's look at suits for example. The show, yes, yeah, the show. Did we not just talk about how like there's okay? Sure, let's talk about suits. I've never seen suits. You never seen suits? No. I, okay. I have well, time to it's do uh, it's this wonderful show. Um, I love Harvey Specter in it. He it's it's about this like high powered New York law firm. Okay. Um, and every single scene. New York City or New York State. New York City. I'm just kidding. No, they're, no, they're, they're, they're in Manhattan. Both. They're in Manhattan. They're, they're high-powered. Okay, cool. Um, and, like, every scene is uh, a really high-pressure work scenario. Wait, and are you basing your entire answer off of a television show? Of course not. Okay, of course okay not. sorry. But I like, just wanted to... Yeah, the, you're going to nip it in the bud. The, <laughs> the, the, the stereotype for, for big law firms is that sort of like a, a rat race where, mm-hmm. you know, first your first few years are, you know, you have to beat out all your other associates so that you can be the one who makes partner. And then if you make partner, uh, you know, several, several years in, then you're there all the time. You never know who your kids are. You never know your kids' names or who they are. Uh, whereas it's like in public interest, you know, there can be like very emotionally draining times, but also you can check out at the end of the day and you have a steady paycheck and yeah, everyone there has like a common interest, you know? Yeah, I mean, one of our professors gave a talk the other day about his, just like his like journey from home to law school and mm-hmm. he talked about like, Sometimes his wife would bring him clothes to his job, to his to his big law firm, and he'd just spend the night because he was working like he'd so literally late. sleep under his he, desk. Yeah, sleep under his desk. Um and that was like an expectation. Yeah. So it's not just like something he did above and beyond, like that was like there. Yeah, but I okay, so I don't think that that's like a good enough reason to like be hesitant about it because I also think that some people are like like that's something that like I'm okay with so I think it's like important to know like what you were fine like trading off Mm -hmm. so like Mm -hmm. I am totally fine staying at the office I think that like I thrive in situations where like it's super competitive and you're like constantly pushing yourself to be better. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I don't necessarily think that I thrive in situations where everything is like a little bit more laid back. That's good to know. I also think that like the mobility is a lot mm-hmm. like 
I would argue that a lot more doors are open to you if you start at Big Lot and then you can like transition somewhere else where I'm not saying that like you can't go from public interest to Big mm-hmm. Lot, but it's like a little bit easier to go the other way. See, actually, I've heard the exact opposite. So I've heard that it is, it is sort of like in how you learn mm-hmm. um, with public interests. How I've heard this from lawyers I've been talking to. I have no experience with this because I'm a law student. Uh, (laughs) um, But with, you know, with big law, you are learning how to do things perfectly for the first few years. And, you know, you can sort of get, you know, sort of cornered into or pigeonholed into a a particular interest or particular area of the law. Mm -hmm. Which is good. You become you know, an expert on that almost. Um, you know, contracts professor got sort of pigeonholed into doing contracts litigation, and you know that's good. But that wasn't exactly what you know he. I don't think he, he was interested in first. And all of a sudden, he became an expert in contracts. But you know, you talk to him about torts or products liability or stuff like that, and you know, it wasn't it wasn't very easy for him to switch those interests. Mm-hmm. Versus where you're in, you know, public interest, and especially if you're like a public defender or mm-hmm. a public prosec or a, you know, a prosecutor, you get to know different areas of the law really, really well, and you get a lot of experience in understanding those different areas of the law. And so I think I've heard that big law firms actually, you know, enjoy having that wide ex- wide experience, and that you're able to go to big law after a few years in public interest or after some time in public interest. But it's really hard for public interest firms to want you if you've already been pigeonholed into one area of the law. Like, you're, you're great at contracts, but how, do you, how are you going to help us when we have a sex crimes case come in the door, you know? I think that's fair to an extent. I think that if you are a big law first, you're probably, like better at like the minutia so like you're better at like writing a brief or you're better at this and typically typically not always like people at big law like I personally want to do a clerkship Mm -hmm. um and so like I want to do like a clerkship and then I want to go to big law and I'm not saying I want to like go to like a public interest firm or like do that but I don't necessarily want to be in big law for my entire life and I think that you're better at like the technicalities which is like really important if you want to mm-hmm. be like an attorney general or like something like that. Mm-hmm. And I think that I'm trying to figure out a very specific way to phrase this. Prestige matters just in law in general. So like if you're like, oh, I went, I was at a public interest firm that's like, okay, is like a little bit less of a weight than like, oh, I was like at an okay big law firm. I would disagree. Okay. Because well, I, and absolutely, okay, we're not going to do the, the Joy and Frederick argue back and forth. <laughs> but, I mean, it, all, it just depends on, like, what you're doing. So, like, if you go from, from if you go from, like, public interest, like, say you're being a public defender, to mm-hmm. Goldman Sachs, they're not, they're probably not going to look at you the same way as if of you're course. coming from, like, Jones Day or right. some big firm mm-hmm. to Goldman Sachs. So that, I think, it's all relative to... Where you are and where you're going. Yeah. Just like literally anything. Yeah. No, I agree. So. I think they open different doors. I think that neither one opens more or less. They just open different doors. Probably, yeah. Like if I wanted to work at the ACLU, maybe I'd start at like public defending. 
and like doing something, you know? I think most of the lawyers come from big law. Probably. Fuck, I don't, I don't know. I don't do. think so. They do. They look a lot at you wanting to actually stay there. So I, I don't know. I think, I don't they know. Would, I think it opens different doors. Um, what's next, guys? Mm. Oh, let's talk about what it's like in law school. I mean, we kind of have mm. have it right here in front of me. <laughs> um, the stereotypes of like the person that wants to do big law versus the person that's like, let's do public interest. Mm-hmm. Let's help the world. Yeah. I think... Like, what have you seen? Like, what do you think is... I think that, like, the stereotype is that if you want to do big law, that, you, like, you don't really care about anything other than money. And I don't necessarily think that that's true. And I, I agree with that. that people think that people that want to do big law are typically, like, categorized as, like, more cutthroat mm-hmm. than people that want to do public interest and that people that want to do public interest like more laid back and they're like oh I don't care about the grades and I don't think that like either of those are true yeah right like I don't think it's a dichotomy I think there's like a mixture I think that's a problem with you know of course stereotypes in general are usually don't you know show the entire population but I think that in particular big law stereotypes are very off the mark because you know we are here suffering a lot like I don't know how many times you guys have cried, but I've cried a lot because of law school. I've cried yet. And if I'm not if I'm not adequately rewarded for what about law school? <laughs> okay, yeah, weird like flex. Yeah, I cried about Harry Potter. <laughs> 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 weird flex. Um, but like you know, I think it's I think it's really off the mark and I think it's very disingenuous to say that people who want to be adequately rewarded for our work and our effort in law school for, by going to a big law firm are cutthroats or don't care about other don't care about anything else other than money yeah. i think that's ludicrous i agree N- not to say that there aren't people in law school who are only doing it for the money mm-hmm. but also that's not like so what like if they can do it right. and they want to get Wouldn't paid would you also, I think at the same time, like, I know that we keep talking about debt, but that's just, like, literally always in the back of our minds. And you know what? If I wanted to make forty to $50,000 a year, I could, like, go be a teacher, and I wouldn't have to rack up all of this debt. Yeah. Like, let's just be real for a yeah. second. They're, and you're also able to, like, do really good pro bono work in yeah. a big law firm. Yeah. Well, and there are, like, I think that there are always ways that you can help people. Mm-hmm. So... It doesn't necessarily have to be like through your work. If that's something mm-hmm. that that is important to you, then mm-hmm. I encourage you to explore that. But if it's not, then realize that you can do it in another way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also, with the public interest stereotype, I think it's very dumb because it sort of says, uh, you know, the the people who want to do public interest are dumb, which I think is really really bad because, wow, I've met you. Know, some of the smartest people I've ever met in public interest jobs. I mean, my professional mentor works at the DOJ and is like widely looked to upon her, widely looked upon as her from among her peers as like one of the smartest yeah, people. Yeah, well, all at the same time, we're all in law school. We're all at the same law school. So right. like, well, <laughs> I think that like that myth arose mm-hmm. from the fact that like if you want to do big law it's top always 10. on the back of your mind that like you mm-hmm. need to be top 10 percent like you mm-hmm. need to be this but like with public interest there's such an array of like types of public interest work and like the qualifications that you need so you tend to all get like lumped together 
and that's not like having a certain GPA isn't necessarily a requirement for like some public interest jobs. That's not true for all of them, obviously. Mm -hmm. Like there are public interest jobs where they want you to be like top 10, 12%, mm -hmm. but like, I don't know. It's just. I also think that like, even at some of the like the public defender type firms, um, you know, you can meet some of the most brilliant uh, lawyers there. I mean, uh, when I was at my first internship with a public interest firm, I met a Harvard law grad. Uh, and she was, I mean, she clerked for a federal judge after law school and mm -hmm. is working part-time with like a national public interest firm too. So like it's, you, you meet a lot of different people. And I think what Joy said with having wide array is yeah i mean is the is the is the implicit assumption that big law firms get the best because they require the best work whereas public interest doesn't require the best work like is that the stereotype i guess i guess sorry that just like arose to me <laughs> maybe i mean it's there's a lot more focus on do you actually have the passion or do you actually you know care about the stuff that we're doing with the public interest. I just, I just mean that insofar as, like, mm. as the stereotype being, like, oh, you were on the top of your class, so you did public interest. Like, you didn't really have a choice in what you were going to do? No, I don't... I, I think that the stereotype more is from... Personally, to me, people that want to do big law tend to be more high-strung. Okay. And they tend to be more vocal about their goals. Feel that. And people that are public interest are typically, like, not as vocal. Because, like, for public, like, for big law, at the end of the day, like, if you're not top 10%, like, you're not getting an OCI. They're not looking at you. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You're going to have to mass mail. It's, like, different. And I think with public interest, that is a thing that matters. But they also look at you holistically as a person. Mm -hmm. And big law doesn't necessarily do that as much. Okay. It's also easier to see the people who want to do big law than the people who want to do public interest because public interest people don't, you know, are, uh, you know, very often fly under the radar. Yeah, because I'm not talking about it every four seconds, like Joy. I mean, like, no, no, like Joy just said, like Joy just said, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my God. I was like, Jesus Christ. Oh, I don't want to come through your throat. <laughs> Since when? Um, okay, so do you guys want to talk about, like, the work-life balance piece of kind of, like, Professor Sivpro said? Um, yeah. You, like... Literally, like, work-life oh, yeah, balance is, like, just pay people to do the things that you don't want to do. Like, yeah. that mm. is, like, work-life well, balance. What she said before that was, she said, work-life balance is crap. Yeah. It's not real. True. She's, she's School like, life balance. Yeah. Like this so is. Like, mm -hmm. She said, just pay people when you have the money. Pay people mm -hmm. to do the things that you don't want to do or don't have the time to do. Mm -hmm. Fair, but like, how are you going to do that with public interest? <laughs> well, you <laughs> don't have you, like you don't have to stay at the firm until ten p.m. Okay, but like you're still going to have like other parts of your life. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You can so, handle like, them a lot better if you don't have to stay there until 10 p.m. every night. Well, I'm just saying I don't need friends if all of my friends are at work. Okay, well, so. what if you have friends that don't work with you? Then you're not, then they're no longer this your friends. This is clearly an argument that was happening off recording. Just like shoot me a text, be like, hey, 
um, what's up? And I'd be like, I can hang out with you in six months on this date at this time. <laughs> and that's fine. We'll so what that. you're saying is we either have to work at the same firm or never see you yeah, again. Yeah, or, or we're no longer your friends. I just don't see how that's different than like a public interest firm. Like, one, we're probably not all going to live in the same city. So, I don't think about that yet. Okay, so yeah, like, don't tell me that. Realistically, don't tell me that. Yeah, I'm we're not going to see each other anyway. Also, how is that different than right now? All of your friends are in this building. Okay, if but I don't law see a friend, school. I go down to a study room. Okay, and I'm like, hey, listen, what's up? law school is different though because we all have to put in all of that time and effort, and we in law school is sort of like a pressure cooker, you know. And you were saying that you know, big law is sort of like a, a continuance of law school. Of law school, public interest firms. I mean, yes, there are days where you're working there late. But it's not the norm to be there from 7 a.m. to 10 p.m. every day. So you're able to do stuff after work. And you're able to see friends in the same city. Maybe it's not all the same people from law school, but, you know, maybe you have friends from undergrad. Maybe you make friends after law school. Okay. You're able to see people that you don't work with. I okay. think that's very important. But realistically, like, let's just be real for a second. Let's say you get off I at 5. I thought that was pretty realistic. You get off at 5. You're going to sleep at 10. Are you going to go hang out with a friend after well, work? Or are you going to go home, do the shit that you need I to do that I'm paying someone else to do? So it's not different. I don't think the focus on friends is like the most productive part of this. <laughs> also, um, I think hang out with friends friend. the Just kidding. I love all of my friends. <laughs> my God. I think it would be easier. I think public interest provides more flexibility. Like okay. you can like, I just, I see it being more difficult to like date. For instance, if you're in big law, if you're, like, working those, like, long hours. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you're, like, in a relationship, like, the taxing on your relationship as far as, like, just being away mm-hmm. compared to, like, public interest. If you're mm-hmm. doing, like, a regular nine to five, you can come home, have dinner with your... You whoever. can come home! Okay. You have a million dollar apartment in downtown Manhattan <laughs> that you never see! You're going to marry a who? An investment banker? Yeah, they have the same hours. How? Oh, okay, well, when are you going to see them? On your, wedding, on your wedding day? They have the same hours, so it's not like, oh... So, so, so that's the two-hour increment from uh, 2 a.m. to 4 a.m. where you're both free? It's going to be perfect. <laughs> I'm just saying, there's not much work-life balance in, in I just, law. I... It's, it's just work and then work more. Realistically, and then work more. I don't see that much of a difference. And then work a little bit more. Between getting off at five and getting off at ten. Like, okay, but you, you won't really be getting off at ten. Some days you'll be getting off at midnight. Some days you'll be staying there all night. You'll be sleeping under the desk. I don't. I don't have a lie. Like, okay, think about it. Like, I've been having a crazy schedule since high school. Like, my life has been literally jam packed since high school. Mm-hmm. I've become accustomed to it. If I have too much time, I'm like, what's going on? what's happening like the world's gonna stop <laughs> i would rather be busy all the time than like go home and chill from five to ten i think that's a very that's good fair. i think that's a very good way of uh of seeing how you how your life is uh if i mean if that's how you want things and that's perfect you know yeah cool um so we'll be right back Okay. Cool. So we're recording. Okay. So, do you guys have any hot takes? Um, we'll let Frederick get first to the guest. Ready? Do you have any? Okay. Uh, hot takes? Yes, I have a hot take. What is it? And this is. I better be searing. This is based off of some conversations I've had over the past few weeks. Okay. Listen, spending sixteen to twenty hours a day at the library 
is ludicrous. It's, a, it's the most ludicrous thing I've ever heard. And I realize that I'm coming from a place of almost hypocrisy because I get here at like 6.30 in the morning and leave at like 8 p.m. And like I've left here at like 9.30 some days. But also, I, wear, I work it out because I usually don't work on weekends. And I think that the people who... What day is it, Fred? <laughs> yeah, wait, wait, wait. You were here yesterday, Fred. Okay, hold How on. It's different because we're getting... It's different because we're getting... We're gearing up for finals. And I won't be able to do anything next weekend. So I, I work out a balance where there's some days I work longer. So the other days I can work shorter. But I think the people that work like 16 to 20 hours a day and don't... Don't like... And that's normal for them. I think that's too much. And I think at that point, I don't know what you're trying to do, but it's like you're trying to memorize a recipe book. And you're not trying to like understand how to make it. You're just trying to memorize every single letter in there. One, I'm going to challenge you because I don't think this is a genuine hot take because you're literally always, a, you're always here. Um, two, who are we to say that someone was here too long? I fucking hate this if, podcast. <laughs> <laughs> if you need... To be at the library for 20 hours to, like, feel good about your... Do it. Do it. Get your three hours of sleep. I don't give a shit. It's your time. You're a grown-ass human. Do whatever you have to do. Okay, yes, comma, but, you know, there, there has to be at some point you have to realize, like, okay, I'm spending five hours to read the same five pages. And you need to, like, I don't know. One, how do you know what you're doing? Two, the fact that you get here at 6.30 and the library opens at 7 does not lend credibility to your argument. Okay, I get here and I start working in our torts classroom because it's nice and quiet and people don't come until 8 a.m. And it's great. Okay. And we have 24-7 access to the library. hot take. We don't. We have to the point. law school. I think that this hot take is invalid. I think you're invalid. It was... This is my podcast, and I can say what I want. My hot take adjacent to that. Wait, what did I write down? Um, okay, I have a one comment on Fred's, then I'll have something said to say. Um, I okay. One reason I don't spend time in the I don't study in the library. Period is because it is not always productive. I'm a very social person, and so I like if I'm sitting at a table with people that I know. And I know fucking everyone in our section. Like, you know, they're all there. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm going to read something. I'm going to, like, laugh because it's, like, from 1800 and they say a weird word over and over again. And then I'm going to look and be like, hey, have you read for contracts yet? Look at this fucking word that they keep saying. And how do they not laugh? Like, come best is the name of this guy's, is this guy's name. Like, come on. You know? And I see on Instagram all the time people playing in the library yeah. and, like, talking about spending all their time there. So... My thing is, if I was going to be spending all that time not in my own fucking house, it would be um, more productive. Well, I would like I, to say that I sit at a table alone, and I don't cool. like to that's sit good. with other that would people. Be, that would be what I'd have to do if I was going to do it. And I don't, like, I try not to talk to people, because I know I personally am in a distraction, and I get distracted <laughs> very easily. <laughs> so I just oh, like, really? I move I'm, I'm both of those things also. Right. Yeah. But, like, some days I'm, like, really determined to be a distraction, so I'll, like, get up and walk yeah, around. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. But, like, most days I won't do that. And I just don't need that around me. Yeah, exactly. So, I don't well, do it. Um, but my real hot take is um, cold calls. <sighs> okay. Okay. Really, I don't know. There's not a lot of structure to what I'm about to say. I just want to say some things. 
So maybe this is more of an Ipsy Dixit. But have it wherever you want. I need you. <laughs> Ipsy Dixit is hot. It's a hot take. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, I need you. We are very far in the semester. Mm-hmm. We're 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 pretty. Twelve days of class left. Literally twelve yeah. days. <sighs> oh wait, now we're inaccurate in the other podcast. Oh no, it's fine. No, we, we just yeah, yeah. Okay. Twelve days of Christmas, more like twelve days of hell. Well, yeah, we'll get to Christmas in a minute then. But we're very far into the semester. We should all know what our professors expect out of cold calls at this point. Preach. Mm-hmm. So you should not be spending five minutes going over the facts of the case. Oh my god. <laughs> on a contract, on a contract case, when we're only we only care about like one tiny you know what he's looking for like there's one issue in this fucking case and you're talking about the 12 years where he lived with his uncle (laughs) and none of cousins yes he killed someone and you're like no one cares to kentucky none of that shit fucking matters if i hear one more person read two paragraphs word by word for the facts of the case excuse me (laughs) treat yourself invest in quimby if you don't want to read the case and just p- print out the Quimby brief. Just give me the broad strokes. Okay. I don't need to know what fucking hill in Scotland these people died on. Hey, Justin, okay? Fair. What color was the font? Okay. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> in contracts, if it says anything about that fucking font, right there, that is the one thing that I'm like, okay, that's fine. But like, literally, how much money was involved? Like, what goods were involved? What kind of, like, damages are they seeking? What kind of contract was it? Is it, like, in equity or law? Yeah. Like, these are what we're looking for. Yes. And even sometimes, only one of those, depending on what you're talking about. Like, I don't know Mm -hmm. how your professors work, but our professor... He tells us, okay, tomorrow we're going to be talking about promissory estoppel. Right. So should you be talking about, like, the, the covenant not to compete? <laughs> no. no, you shouldn't fucking go into that. You should know what our professors want. Mm-hmm. You should be able to give the facts concisely, mm-hmm. the relevant facts. Mm-hmm. And then when our professor asks, so what happened next? You should know the fucking answer. Also, like, the thing about that is our contracts book, like, one, there's a heading above the case. There's literally headings. It, like, it lets you know. And then on top of that, there's a study guide. So you're telling me that you didn't read the study guide that has all the questions that he pulls the questions from? Have you noticed that? Yes. Yes, because I've been paying attention. Civil procedure professor does the exact same thing. Read the study guide. And be like, oh, this is what he's looking for. But don't do, like, the posturing thing where, like, I'm trying to prove to you I read the case. We no know you cares. fucking read it. Everyone And read you're it. wasting our time, too. When we are getting to the end of class and we got, like, five minutes left, we still haven't gotten through, like, two big concepts because you felt like you needed to read what happened 20 years before the breach or what happened between Cousin A and Cousin B that's completely unrelated to the case. Also, you're canceled. Don't fight the hypo. Really? Ooh. Just, just let just just let it happen. Your professor is using you. When you're getting caught on, you're you're being used as a tool mm-hmm. to teach the entire class. You're the means. You are the means to this end. Okay. <laughs> so I need you to be better means. Yeah. Okay. I just need you to be better. I need you to be better because I'm like four steps ahead. Not that I'm more. <laughs> not that I'm not. I'm not saying that I'm like some like fucking genius, but. I know the script. That's what it is. It's a fucking performance. They do the same thing every time. Mm -hmm. You should be ahead. This is the 40th time we've seen the same movie. 
Okay, I will say that. <laughs> I'm whoa, my there, heart rate is. <laughs> there are times where I will forgive it, like because you can tell that there are times where if you haven't read the case, like I can tell that you haven't read the case when you're like, so uh, you asked me one question, but let me tell you about this while I try to like read my notes and find the answer. Mm-hmm. I'm fine with that. Go you, okay? But if you like, if I can tell that you know, and you're just like spouting all this bullshit that does not just matter. Just give me the fucking answer. Also, that makes you look worse. Yeah, you know what it's, I'm it's, it's not a good look. You can't yeah. pull out the pertinent information. Like nobody gives a shit about the backstory. Like let's dive in. We don't have time for this. I'm trying yes. to get out seven minutes early. Is that what you're gonna do on your final? You're gonna like type about okay. the backstory? Hell no. no, I've spotted 14 issues already, and I'm, like, <laughs> deep into negligence. Let's go. And the alternative, absolutely do that, because then that helps sure, us fuck, three. Fuck you and the curve. But <laughs> anyway, and that was my... Okay. Um, I think... Also, don't fucking ask... <laughs> oh, my God. Sorry, I've already thought about that before. Sorry, the questions just really bother me when you ask a question... That are prof- you spend forever. Okay, one, you don't even know what question you're asking. You need to gather yourself I feel up. Attacked. Yes, Frederick, you do this sometimes. I feel very attacked. You need I'm to gather yourself, gather your thoughts, and understand and be able to like cognize what you are asking before right. you open your mouth. Also, same note. I hate when people ask questions to like confirm their knowledge. Like, if you are ending a question with correct. No, don't you don't do, do that. Don't do that. You, you write the question class and be ready to write the question in your I'm notes, and then put a uh, put a question mark in parentheses, and then go after to confirm. Listen, this is not it a cross examination. The professor is not a hostile witness. You are not allowed to use leading questions. Just, 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 just do be better. better. Be be best. Okay. Um, do you have what? Uh, what? Okay. This is a very hot take. So I just need everyone to like leave preconceived <laughs> notions at the door. Just take a deep breath before you hear this. Just like. <sighs> yeah, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on it before I weigh in. I'm gonna weigh in. Yeah, I know you are. <laughs> I'm just gonna go ahead and say that it is not that hard to Google what is gonna be on a ballot. It is not that hard to like look up unbiased platform stances. So maybe, like, let's be better. I'm gonna push you to be better. I'm gonna push you to be an informed voter. And if you don't feel like you can do that, like on some level, maybe just don't vote. Like, let's, let's just like, let's think about that for a second. Because our country's fate is in your hands. And I only wanted an informed hands. Okay, we ha- have we thought for th- about that for a second? Uh, I'm a thoughtful person, so... Yeah, okay. so am I. Uh, Justin, what's your... What's Frederick, your you can go first. Oh, can I, I would just like to point out that this oh, podcast will be named Justin Enjoy Attack Fred It's literally not Justin Enjoy Attack Fred. Oh, it's I'm Fred glad. Fred Enjoy argue back and forth, and Justin has to find some middle ground to, like, piece together. You should, you should go into mediation. I might. Oh, You'd yes. be a great mediator. Oh, Don't do that. Listen, okay, so my response <laughs> to Joy's ludicrous hot take, it's not so ludicrous, wow. but okay. I, I think that it, you know, on its face, it seems like a good idea, but like a lot of ill-fated policies goes down the path of, uh, sorry, who is, who is that philosopher? His name was Plato, that's Plato. right. Uh, the guy who said that philosophers should rule because everyone else is an idiot and only philosophers who are the smartest among us should uh, be able to make decisions. 
And when you start saying that if you're an uninformed voter or that it's on the, it's the, the onus of the burden is on the uh, voter to find out exactly what is happening at all points, then that starts to go down that road. Does it? Is me asking you to be informed really the same thing as me saying only, because I'm not saying only smart people can vote. I'm not saying that only like college educated people can vote. I'm saying... Let's be real, college educated people aren't necessarily the smartest. That, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm saying that like, I think that voting is a really big deal and maybe you should consider it as such and do your due diligence and look at what you're actually voting for. Now, I don't disagree with that, but I do think that inherently there are some measures on the ballot or some positions that are really hard to adequately understand. And, you know, there's... I'm not there's, understand them fully. I'm there's, there's several different measures on our ballot that are almost impossible to find out. And I did hours of research and I was talking to my buddy who's been researching all of these for the past few months to try and figure out what he which way he'll vote and yeah i had to go talk to one of my professors about it because i just could not understand it yeah they title them like things that sound good like (laughs) yeah like the puppies and like the puppies and flowers amendment or like save the forest yeah okay great "Hmm, but also like increase your taxes by like 500 percent so that like two cents of it can actually go to forest preservation it's Mm -hmm. like will it actually help i mean it's it's really hard to say that so i think that's that's why it gets to be kind of hard when you say only informed voters should vote i'm just saying that you should so so taking that example, if mm-hmm. let's say you have the puppies and flowers bill, if mm-hmm. I'm an uninformed voter and I know nothing about what that bill is and I'm like sitting there voting, I'm like, hell yeah, I love puppies and flowers. Boom. And like, I've literally just like fucked up. Maybe. Our... You don't know. You don't know right, what you've done. Literally. Like, you don't even know. That's what I'm saying. So like, at why, least... why is that the voters fault instead of the politicians fault for putting in biased wording? I think I think it's more on the politicians who intentionally put in that biased wording. Right, but wh- how can we stop that? Like, that's not where we have power to... That That's not the argument we're having right now. The argument that we're having right now is that you should be an informed voter. I think it's easier than ever to be an informed voter. I you agree with Google. that. Absolutely. Well, just like Google social media, like zero five seconds. Like no, 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 no. no, 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 no. <laughs> I mean, like with the prevalence of people using social media, they have access to information at a device where they can find information. Okay. I'm not saying social Great. media is the best place to find information. <laughs> do not, do not figure out how to vote from Twitter, please. Or Facebook. Definitely not Facebook. Yeah, definitely not Reddit. You know. Definitely. Um, <laughs> okay. Are those, are we good? Are we settled? That went way better than I thought I was going um, to. This is coming out on Sunday. So if you're listening to this and you haven't voted, oh, spend the 10 minutes to do a Google search and then go vote. Yes. You can go. Vote online. Go, you can go to votesaveamerica.org, mm-hmm. type in your address. It'll give you everything that's on your ballot so you can look at it beforehand, know what you're going to vote for, you can research, all that stuff. Super fun. Or, you're, or if you're at our law school and you just want to talk about it, I love talking about... No, do your own unbiased research. Okay, <laughs> I, I can be unbiased. I, I explain both sides of you, you know what's happening. I can't. Vote for Stacey okay. Abrams. <laughs>
They know we're in Georgia. Do they? Yes. <laughs> Do they? No, we're in Georgia. Vote for Stacey Abrams. If you're in Texas, vote for Beta. Uh, I. If you're in Tennessee, yes. vote for. Oh, damn it! I forgot his name. Vote for Andrew Gillum if you're in Florida. Yes, Florida. vote for Andrew Gillum in Florida. Vote blue. Just, yeah. just vote, blue. Vote, blue. vote blue. Vote blue. Take the house back. Um, okay, closing arguments. You guys. When <laughs> is the best time to celebrate Christmas? Wait, can we, before that, can we do Halloween real quick? Because I'm so mad about Halloween. Oh my god. Yes. You need to get over this. Okay, this is not your podcast. Listen, this is, so, our law school, not even our law school, <laughs> our class, so the one else, decided they wanted to have a Halloween party um, at a bar. You know, it's fine, we're all adults. And the date for that party was, um, when was it? November 1st. November 1st. Okay, listen, it was a Thursday. They know what we do bar review on Thursdays. And? What do you mean, and? It's the perfect time. Fuck that. Oh, it fuck wasn't the you. holiday. I'm still pissed about it. Wednesday was a perfectly viable day. It was actual Halloween. People have Christmas parties not on Christmas. I don't give a fuck about that. <laughs> this isn't what we're talking about. That's not the argument. Okay, but... The argument is Halloween is sacred and should be celebrated on okay, but do you, throw out, do you throw out your pumpkins or throw out all of the Halloween-related stuff on November 1st? Yes. No. Christmas. Yes, because it is Christmas. <laughs> oh my, it's not. Okay. We need to introduce Which is a perfect segue into joy. <laughs> Merry Christmas, preacher. <laughs> okay, it's not Christmas time yet. It is Christmas. Why shouldn't it be Christmas time yet? Okay, listen. So, uh, while I acknowledge, so my whole issue with celebrating Christmas, you have a lot of issues. Mr. Right after Halloween, is twofold. So you don't have an issue with celebrating Halloween at a different time. Well, because there's no major. I'm confused. No, okay, hold on. Let me explain huh, okay. before you before you pull your hmm. trickery. Hmm. So, see, so first issue. Am I being mansplained to? A little bit, a little bit. First There's issue a lot of with it. Going on right now. I feel so attacked right now. That's cute. My first issue is that there are several big holidays before Christmas. Why? Like Namely, <laughs> there is one. Several is a mischaracterization. There is one. Strong disagree. Uh, Hanukkah is a major holiday too. Does so it come before Christmas every year. Yeah, every single year. If you, but if you don't, if you celebrate Christmas, you probably don't celebrate Hanukkah. Okay. So, anyways, that's a valid, valid argument. <laughs> yeah. So this argument doesn't apply. To- I'm just saying. In my brief, anyways. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying if you know the, if if all of the media only celebrates Christmas. From November first onwards, and you're blatantly ignoring all the other ones before it, That's namely not true. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, while I acknowledge that it has a iffy history, it has a very good premise in that you bring your family together and that you have a night of giving thanks back. Now I Christmas. understand Christmas also does that. No, Christmas. Is about giving presents to other people. It's very transactional. <gasps> it's to very transactional. It's to your family, though. No. Christmas it's is not about just Jesus. your family. Oh, is it? Yeah. Tell that to the media. God, I fucking hate when you grandstand. Okay, I would like to point out that there are certain holidays that are one day only. Fourth of July, one day only. 
Halloween's a season. It's like you go to haunted houses. Yeah, like you do Halloween is Halloween-related stuff. Yeah, but on November first, all I want for Christmas jumps back into the charts. Okay. It did. It did. I know. Don't talk to me. Okay. About that. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm there sorry. I'm are one day holidays: Valentine's Day, Fourth mm-hmm. of July, mm-hmm. Memorial Day, mm-hmm. New Year's. Mm-hmm. One day holidays. Thanksgiving is a one day holiday. So, so it's Christmas, December 25th, no, every Christmas. single year. Okay, does anybody say, oh, it's Thanksgiving season? No, they say it is Christmas Okay, I'm season. sorry, but, but what What type of, uh, what type of, oh goodness, what's the word? How long is our Thanksgiving break? How long is it? Three yeah. days. How long is our Christmas Okay, that bothers me because it used to be. A month. <laughs> okay, is it Christmas break or is it winter break? I call it Christmas break. Okay, well, you're in the minority there. Actually, no, you're probably in the majority. Yeah. yeah I, I, would, I would disagree with Christmas break over winter break. Okay. Well, well. here's the thing. Um, Thanksgiving is an American holiday. Mm-hmm. We're the only place that celebrates it. Mm-hmm. Everywhere else in the world, Christmas is the next holiday. Okay, I'm sorry that I'm an American and you I celebrate Thanksgiving. <laughs> But thanks, once again, Thanksgiving is a day. We don't, so no one's celebrating Thanksgiving there's, from November 1st. There's no preparation that goes into Thanksgiving. You're not like, oh, I think, it's I November think my 1st, issue it's time to with, my turkey. Like, no like, one fucking like, does you that. Don't, like, <laughs> you don't, like, get a tree the day before Thanksgiving, the day before Christmas, and, like... Okay, you gotta, you gotta, th- if like you wanna do Thanksgiving right, you don't get that shit the day before. You don't get it the day of. You get it, like, a week before. You let okay. it be thaw. You, like, actually figure it out. This means freeze. Dethaw means freeze. Um, <laughs> no, but I'm saying oh, like thaw, Christmas, you. you like are like Christmas shopping. You go to like Christmas parties and like you're at, um, at work and like you're visiting family at different times. And then you're like putting up the tree together. You're doing lights outside. Like there's all of these things that happen all during the season. But I think that's, a, that I like, think that's a very American-centric way of viewing it. Because if you go to say Europe or you go to, you know. I would just like to point out that you just jumped ships and I want all of our listeners to realize that he was just like, but I'm American. But now no, 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 no. that's a completely different that's completely different to what I'm our saying. Argument is furthered by the fact that like Christmas is yeah. Something else. So in what we're gonna but do I think, Well, that? that's that's my issue with what you're saying. If you're gonna say that, oh, we it's a whole season, and no, therefore we can jump over Thanksgiving. Well, then you have to acknowledge that Thanksgiving's a holiday. But if you don't want to say that, no, oh, it's, it's not like the people that are but, like, but oh, if Christmas you're, if starts you're saying, November first is like they don't also celebrate yeah, Thanksgiving. Yeah, like you're still celebrating Thanksgiving. But you're all, if you then want to say that, you know, oh, other countries in the world don't celebrate Thanksgiving, oh, they celebrate the holiday, they celebrate all the season, they don't. You know, take Germany, for instance, where I know because, you know, I... He didn't say I, they celebrate it as a season. He said, he that saw, is the he next said they big celebrate. holiday. Nope. No, 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 no. Because I, I said it's a season. season. You said it's no. a season. No. no. You said you, there's, no, a, there's a whole it's thing with, 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 with putting back. it... <laughs> <laughs> You put up the tree with your, with they your don't family, do you go to a holiday party. They don't do trees over they there. Do I'm trees talking about America. Not Europe. Spain, they don't. Okay, well, Spain's different. Europe. They celebrate it much more as a religious holiday, where in America, it is a capitalist holiday. Yes. Give me the presents. Do I get presents at Thanksgiving? No. The only big holiday. You get the presents of Christ. being together with your holiday. <laughs> being, being together with your family. Are you not with your family on Christmas? I'm not going home for Thanksgiving. I'm just saying, like, uh, I, I think my issue is more of the intentions behind the holiday. Because, you know, in 
Thanksgiving is much more of a, you know, spend time with your family and be around the table together and enjoy time together. Whereas in Christmas, you know, there is that time. You know, it's very, it's a very pure holiday, but underlying that is a very capitalist intention of give everyone presents as much as possible so that you can, you know, so you can show your love by giving people some some good. Black Friday. Is that why you bought Christmas tree cookies yesterday? (laughs) 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 Um, I bought Christmas tree cakes because it's one seventy nine for five, and I just need to treat myself. Okay, you can. We're 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 the Thanksgiving turkey cakes. I don't know, and I really want there to be some. I think this is this is a good close. Yeah. So Um, if you have. Any, if you have a dog in the when does Christmas start fight, you can email us at badbreaches at gmail.com. Yeah, we'd love to see you also on Twitter. Um, tweet us at wherever bad breaches. Everything's bad breaches. We now have an Instagram. Yeah, yes. we do. Instagram, follow us um, at bad breaches. Maybe we'll post some like sneak peeks on there or something. Yeah. That sounds like a lot of work. And you I better not be posting one Thanksgiving nice. plate though if you're going you're gonna to pull this. Um, we're, we're, that's a good, the, good end of the episode. Bye. Bye.